how does okay so right so someone is a u.s person so for again as we mentioned earlier if it is that you are a u.s person by virtue of substantial presence so you spend a certain amount of time in the u.s so that under section 7701 you should get substantial presence or the green card tests so you you do have a green card you're a lawful permanent resident of the u.s or you're a u.s citizen you're subject to tax in your worldwide income and just by virtue of just hopping in a plane and leaving, that doesn't mean that you've severed tax residency. Uh, the only way of severing tax residency is if you surrender your passport, and we have three or four clients every month surrender a U.S. passport or green card. So it's something that happens, but we, we have way more enter the U.S., so, you know, go figure. So surrender that passport properly to a competent authority, surrender that green card, and again, just because your green card expired doesn't mean that you've ceased to be a resident. We get that all the time. You, even if your green card expires, you may still be a lawful permanent resident in the U.S. unless you've surrendered it. You've, you know, you've taken credible steps to surrender to a competent authority, right? However, if it is that you triggered tax residence under, under substantial presence, you spend more than a certain number of days in the U.S., and the calculation is a bit more complex than most and that it's not just what's happening in this present year but there's a look back period of, of a couple of years as well but once it is that you are outside of, of you, the number of days in the u.s and below the threshold and you're not you you spend certain amount of time outside and you're no longer a resident tax resident in the u.s then you're fine so that's one way you can get out if you were tax resident and a substantial presence just leave and stay out you're fine other than that you need to give up your passport or green card but regardless you are tax resident. What is someone is asking? What are the implications of opening a foreign company? And again, some people are under the impression that, hey, you just jump in a plane, you move to Dubai, or you just land in Dubai and you run to the nearest free zone and you open a company, and everything that company does is magically tax free from day one to the US. Ah, spoiler. Nope, that's not how it works. Unfortunately, no. There are quite a number of of rules that are basically anti-deferral rules that because if it were the case everybody would do it right just open a foreign company and you 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 know that company does its thing and it'll be tax-free to the u.s unless or until there's some sort of distribution right so it doesn't exactly work that if it is that you control that company or you together with other u.s exposed persons or the u.s person that's previously defined you guys combine and you you run a company or you you have shares in that company that company is considered a CFC or control foreign court. The U.S. is not the only jurisdiction to have CFC rules. I mean, many developed jurisdictions, developed markets, they they have CFC or control foreign court rules. But from a U.S. point of view, the CFC rules mean that there will be let's say distributions, even though the company doesn't pay you whatever, uh, it doesn't it, it retains the profit and it doesn't pay it out to you either as a dividend or well. Or doesn't pay it out as a salary or bonus or dividend or whatever. That doesn't mean that you're tax free. There'll be deemed distributions under something called guilty, which came into came into existence in 2017 and the uh, task task and jobs act. And the 2017, I think it was. What else is there? There are the there are also PFIC rules, and this will apply to even companies that are not CFCs as well. You need to have a look and see whether it applies to PFIC rules. And the PFIC rules, I think those came in, in the 1980s under President Reagan. And then you also have subpart F, which I think dates back to the 1950s and 1960s, 1960s, I think it is. So the, the point is, these are all anti-default rules. The IRS 
<laughs> regardless of what people think and people say they're pretty smart you know and the the u.s tax regs uh, regulations the rules the procedures are pretty comprehensive so you probably worth it's probably worth having a conversation with a qualified tax advisor before you know you make certain steps chances are if you think you've figured out a loophole or you uh, you know these loopholes or these hacks that <laughs> people promote on various uh, places online just have a check with, have a look and consider it with someone who's u.s qualified just to make sure that the effect is what you're looking for because again the, the consequences for non-compliance can be pretty aggressive uh from a u.s from a u.s point of view the when it comes to international tax rules with the united states it's a bit counterintuitive you think that the emphasis is on revenue collection not really the emphasis is on reporting and we know that because the penalties for let's say you don't pay taxes you know yes you may get some underpayment penalties or whatever and you know there's interest that would accrue but the penalties for not reporting foreign bank accounts for not reporting foreign entities foreign gifts and stuff like that it could be pretty aggressive from uh, you know in terms of the civil penalties it can be pretty draconian and it could also be criminal penalties as well you can go to jail so you know nobody wants to go to jail so when if it is that you are being advised to set up uh, as a u.s person to set up a company outside of the u.s just make sure that you speak with an advisor someone with skin in the game because uh often you have these advisors pitching structures but they have no skin in the game if it is that it you know it doesn't do what they claim it does you have no recourse because they have no license they're not uh you know they have no license and no professional liability insurance they they're just trying to sell your product right and as we mentioned earlier and we mentioned all the time one size does not fit all you need to get someone who sits and listens to you to understand what works in your unique circumstances and i hope that helps keep you out of trouble keep you out of jail right so if you're a six, seven, or eight-figure investor, entrepreneur, or business owner who needs a tailor-made solution from a qualified team of professionals, we can help you achieve the international lifestyle, the freedom, and even the tax savings you're looking for. Visit us at htj.tax and live that international life.